Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and web designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And Imogen is also very active in social media, particularly Facebook and Twitter. We're going to talk today about the website that she has just taken over called Alexander Technique Blogs. Dot com. It's kind of a meta site for uh, collection, collecting the best Alexander Technique blogs and making the material in those blogs easily available to uh, visitors. Uh, Imogen, welcome to the show. Oh, very glad to be here, Robert. So Imogen has taken over this blog from me, so I suppose I am the webmaster emeritus of it. <laughs> Um, and Imogen uh, has uh, come up with uh, some suggestions for bloggers that will not only make it uh, make their blogs more um, effective generally, but also will make them more readily uh, integrated or integratable into AlexanderTechniqueBlogs.com. So. Um, I think we should just get right to the, I think you have nine tips, is that right? Yes. All right. So so these are all suggestions for people who are either contemplating blogging or who are blogging now. And really what we're after here is is making it uh, possible for people to find older blogs that they might be interested in. Because the way the system is set up, it's, uh, blogs come out, they have a very short shelf life typically, and uh, they sort of disappear into the, uh, you know, into the back room, so to speak, of, of people's blogs. And, and what we're interested in doing is getting that material out there for people to be able to access because there's so much really good stuff written on the technique in, in, among bloggers these days. And a lot of it is bu- buried at the moment. So our yeah. tips are both for, for current blogs and for making sure your older blogs are visible. And making sure your current blogs yeah. have more longevity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, absolutely. So my first tip is just to know who you're writing for. Who is your audience? Um, is it for your own students? Is it for other Alexander Technique teachers? Or is it for potential students, people who know little or nothing about the technique? Um, is it for a particular niche market only, for musicians or singers or people with back pain? Um, you know, so it's really important to just be very clear I think before you embark on your blog <laughs> to know who you're writing for. Right. And uh, you and I tend to write primarily for the general public. Yes. And I think a lot of the very best blogs right now that are out there are for the general public. But it is interesting that um, Alexander teachers themselves often find the, or and students, 
find these very interesting, partly because it sheds maybe a different light on something they've thought about, or it's a way of explaining something that they can use if it's a teacher with their students. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, your audience might be the general public, but it, it could very well... That doesn't well, mean it's the only people it's used It's not for the only yeah. people who are yeah. going to be reading it. Okay, yeah. so tip so number that's two. Tip one. So tip two is just keep your blog posts um, short, as short as possible. I would say ideally not much more than 500 words. In fact... Um, you know, there's some famous bloggers who just do blogs of a word, a sentence or two sometimes. Um, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes, sometimes that's a, all. A, a sentence or two or a paragraph and an image mm-hmm. or maybe a paragraph and a video link. I mean, you, blogs can be incredibly short and yeah. be very effective. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, so- and if it's going to be a longer blog, think of ways to divide it into uh, separate parts exactly you can have a little series um, rather than um, one long thing that maybe will right. it would seem too daunting but then having a series they read a short post and then like oh there's more coming I want to read that so it creates interest too so. and I would suggest generally keeping paragraphs short lots of uh, spacing Make yep. it make it inviting for the reader to yeah. to pursue the the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I think most blogs are usually um, just text, um, but yeah, keep them short. Um, but you can, if if it's appropriate for your blog, use headings or bullet points and um, other ways to make to kind of break it up or make it easier for people to pick up, um, you know, points from your blog quickly right right so tip number three tip number three is um your favorite robert is use of alexander technique jargon terms don't do it it. (laughs) unless your target audience is other alexander teachers or very advanced students and you've got a very niched group of people Mm -hmm. who you are speaking to but i think generally they should be avoided um However, I think really good, there's some really good blog posts explaining um, jargon terms or principles, if you like. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. um, they may not even mention the jargon term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or they may mention it at the very end saying, this is what we call in Alexander Technique, end gaining or exactly or whatever. Um, and so many of the, the blogs that are being produced today that are really good ones are really ways of explaining fundamental Alexander ideas to people who know nothing of the technique in ways that make sense in their lives. Absolutely. And I think um, apart from it making it much more accessible for anyone to read, it's a really great, I find it so useful for me, it's a really great practice um, for yourselves to write about principles without using any of our jargon terms. Exactly. It's really helpful when you come to talk to people in person. (laughs) So, yeah. Right, right. So, um, tip four, if I'll just move along, um, is maybe the biggest or most important tip um, is using tags and categories um, for your blog. 
Um, and what that means is uh, all blogging platforms, or at least all the ones that are worthwhile, um, have a system for tagging or categorizing blogs um, with keywords, which can then be searched and found mm -hmm. on the blog. Um, WordPress, which I believe to be the best platform, mm -hmm. <laughs> at least right now, has a system for doing both these things. And they're slightly different categories um, are a little bit different from tags. So to explain, <laughs> um, categories um, really refer to the main theme of a specific post. Um, so each post can be placed in a certain category and I would recommend choosing only one or two categories per blog. And I say two really only because you might sort of have an overall theme that it is Alexander Technique. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. might very well cover every single blog you do if you're writing Alexander Technique blogs exclusively. Right. Um, but that's right. really not the subject matter and that's probably not what people are going to be searching for. Um, so say um, it could be back pain or it could be posture or it could be stage fright, you know, mm -hmm. the big subject of, of that post. So you want to make sure you, you have it categorized as that and that it's oh. easy for visitors to your blog to, to see that category on the right side of the page or wherever it is. So so often there's a sidebar. It's most commonly on the right, but it could be a widget somewhere else that uh, um, will just show automatically um, any of your categories. So say they came to your blog because they're reading the current blog. Uh, maybe it's about posture and they think you, they're interested in what you're saying about posture. They might see that you have a category of blogs on posture um, and then they can go and see all of them. Or maybe they happen to be reading it, but really back pain is what's, of course it's interrelated, but back pain is really what's, you know, bugging them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. See that you've got a whole category of blogs on back pain and they can go back and see um, all your posts on that. Exactly. So, and, and that, and having your blogs categorized that way is also going to enable them to be appropriately listed on this site that um, alexandertechniqueblogs.com, yeah. which is which is going to be it is really the meta site for Alexander Technique blogs. So yeah, and the reason it's useful for that is I've created um, um, as part of the site. Um, uh, what what you'd done, which was great to start things off, is we just basically had a list of existing blogs in, like blogs by teachers, blogs by students, blogs by trainees, etc. Um, but if if someone wanted to find information on stage fright, that would be too daunting a task for them to look through and find out of all these listings, exactly. each yeah. one, do they have things on stage? So what I've done is for, for blogs that use this category system, I can easily just list blogs by so-and-so on posture. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a link to those cat, that category and it will just pull up all their blogs on that subject. So um, it, it's a way of enabling not only visitors to your blog, but visitors to this 
meta blog site to quickly search the database and see what's been written by you on on topics in the past which might otherwise be virtually invisible i mean it'd be very hard for people well, it keeps things yeah, yeah. alive uh, longer exactly um, so tagging is similar um um but the difference between a, so you each post can be tagged with keywords or subjects that come up in the blog um so you may have a blog on back pain and that would be the category but you would also tag you could tag terms that come up in the blog such as tension posture british medical journal mm-hmm. constructive rest um things like that um that are related but they're not the sort of the big theme Exactly, exactly. Um, so on most and blog sites, these tags are then searchable. So you can pull up any blogs tagged with a certain word. And I can also use that system um, right, right. on Alexander Technique blogs as well to, you know, list blogs on a certain subject matter. Exactly. So the big thing is to make it make it really easy for visitors to your blog to see what you've written by category basically mm-hmm. that's the key okay uh point- blog systems don't seem to have categories in quite the same way they just have a tagging system but mm-hmm. as long as you do the tagging we could you can still pull up blogs on that topic, that topic. yeah 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 okay point number five is have an image with each blog post yes. uh, um whenever possible you know um uh, of course the image should relate in some way to the subject of the blog um and it's useful not only because i think people really respond to images um but also when you're posting your blog in the public domain in social media places like facebook but also linkedin google plus they all pull the image um from the blog into the little blur and a little blurb from the top of the post that shows up when you post it and having that image rather than just text just really helps it show up out of that stream of stuff they they're getting you know Mm -hmm. and uh it also makes the blog itself more attractive to read Absolutely. Um, and now the, the the warnings that we need to give about images are that you you want to make sure you have permission to use that image. Um, if it's your own photograph or something like that, it's, that's no problem. There are a number of sites, and I know you're going to list them in the in the written material you provide that. Uh, uh, have free digital images. They're fr- they're free, uh, but as you long have as you give credit. credit. Yeah. You have to give credit, and they have a very specific format for that. And you need to do that. Uh, do not assume that you can just pull an image off of somewhere and use it. Um, yeah, don't search Google just for images. Do not do most that. Most of them you are copyrighted will, and you could... And there trouble. are programs out there that search images and you will find yourself in some unpleasant 
situation if you're using an image that you're not allowed to use. So be very careful about that. Absolutely. Okay, next uh, tip. Tip seven is the use of keywords, which sort of comes into a few of the things we've just talking been talking about. Um, maybe especially the categories and tags are obviously keywords to that post, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also add keywords to your blog title, your content in general, and to your image and to links that you use. Um, did I just talk about links? Or have well, I you, you, that? Uh, yeah. links, um, you, I, I, I believe we in an earlier conversation you talked about the importance of linking yeah, keywords. I think I skipped tip six, which is links, but it's totally interrelated with this tip seven, mm -hmm. um, which is to use um, links within the text of your um, blog mm -hmm. and um, to to. Um, link it <laughs> to the keywords um, that you have. So, um, for instance, if you had a blog on back pain, you might reference the British Medical Journal study. So you could link those words, BMJ study or British Medical Journal study, right to the study itself. It's like providing um, it's like a reference, you know, mm -hmm. to your source, or you could mm -hmm. um, refer to the BMJ video. Um, um, so things like that. Um, but also um, with the use of links, um, any keywords that you're using, um, if you link them, um, it creates more visibility for them. It kind of just within the text for your audience. Mm -hmm but also to search engines. Right. It, it kind of ups their... <laughs> it makes it more likely that someone who searches for that topic yeah. is going to find your blog. So if you use the term Alexander Technique in the beginning of your blog, um, especially if it's for a target audience that is the general public, I would always link the words Alexander Technique to either... A page on your or, or post in your own content that's um, about what the Alexander Technique is, or to an outside source to exactly. AlexanderTechnique.com. Oh, you or could to, always do that, yeah. Or to your professional society site, or you know something that will give it more substance um, and will enable the reader to find out more about exactly. it. Yeah, and and enable you to keep your blog post a little bit yeah. shorter, which to is also good. Every single thing that you say, but you can do it by linking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and to even up those links even a little bit more, when you add the link, there's a way of adding a title to your link. Mm -hmm. You do that. That's adding additional words for search engines to read. And in fact, it. Certainly on WordPress sites, if you then hover over the link, mm -hmm. uh, you see the words come up. So, for instance, if you were linking to that British Medical Journal study, you could maybe have the the title say, um, Alexander Technique really lo provides long-term relief for back pain or something, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, according to British Medical Journal study, or that's a little bit long, but hopefully you get the idea. Right. Um, 
all of these are ways to make your your blog posts more and likely fact, to be found, right? And this is actually true of websites too. In the, general, this is true of websites, stuff. yeah. Uh, um, so an image, which of course you're going to have an image on your site, on your on your post. We mm-hmm. just talked about that. When you um, be sure that you change the title, because a lot of images have just number titles and they're adding nothing to keywords. Mm-hmm. So um, the title should relate to what the image is and or what the blog post is about. So mm-hmm. it's just adding more words. Um, to reinforce more keywords to reinforce that right so that's number seven Uh, so number eight we're nearly there is um i really recommend that you make sure your blog is mobile friendly yes Uh, this um it might be hard for some people to believe that a lot of people actually like to read blogs on their phones, but mm-hmm. they do. They <laughs> um, absolutely do. And yeah. If you don't have a mobile friendly, it kind of can be pretty abysmal trying to read it on a phone and they more than likely won't. So if you want to include people in your target audience who read on phones, which is, believe me, a growing, growing number of people, um, it's really helpful to have a mobile-friendly version. Yeah, and, and it is it is much bigger number than I think most people realize. I know for uh, my own main website, Complete Guide, it's about a third of the visitors are visiting from a mobile phone. Yeah. Uh, and that number has been going up steadily. And uh, the general consensus by web experts is that it's going to be the majority of searches fairly soon. It's hard for a lot of us who are used to using a desktop computer to get, but people are using their their smartphones for surfing much, much more these days. Absolutely. And it's growing. And, of course, the... The the website that we're kind of talking about here, AlexanderTechniqueBlogs.com, oh, is a mobile-friendly version. And if someone then goes to a category uh, of something they're interested in and they suddenly find themselves directed to a non-mobile site, they're no very problem. likely just to skip it. To ditch um, it, yeah. People are really um, – people don't have a lot of – tolerance for yeah. spending time on stuff like that these days yeah. so so again wordpress is brilliant mm-hmm. but um you know it's a wordpress is free basically and mm-hmm. they um there are a lot of um themes which is basically the templates for the blogs mm-hmm. which have built-in mobile versions right. um which is what i did with alexander technique blogs it's got a very nice integrated mobile version mm-hmm. um, but if you choose a theme that doesn't there are plugins which are basically applications many of them free mm-hmm. which you can use that will automatically um, do a mobile conversion for you. Um, I would if, think that pretty much all the blogging platforms must have mobile versions at I this point. I would have thought, but I don't know. Yeah, but WordPress so, for sure. Yeah, WordPress for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So my final thing, and this is actually another really important one, <laughs> is publicize your blog. Don't just just mm. write it. I mean, you hit the publish button to actually publish it. But don't just assume then that's it. 
you don't have to do anything else. Um, if you want readers, you've got to let people know the blog is there. Um, so there are a few different ways you can do it. Um, I do all of them really. Right. <laughs> um, um, one is social media is brilliant for getting a word out on, a, on your latest blog. Um, so I would say post it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I also usually put it on Google Plus, LinkedIn and Pinterest, um, which um, uh, on Facebook in particular, which I think is the big one. You know, if you do nothing else, I'd do Facebook. Face, I'd say Facebook <laughs> is the key, really. Yeah, I'd, if you do nothing else, if you can do Facebook, if you can, you know, even if social media doesn't do much for for you if you can just bring yourself to post it on Facebook I think that would be helpful and there are some really great um, Alexander Technique community play pages um, where you can post your stuff too which is of course it's to a specific Alexander audience but um, it's still those people will often then repost it and it gains a much wider audience that way. Um, and I would particularly suggest that you join Alexander Technique Blogs on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, You have a link to that right I on the homepage a, I, of AlexanderTechniqueBlogs.com. Yeah. Um, it's an open group, so you can go and look at it. Um, before you, you know, ask to join. Um, so everything is public. Um, but it's really, it was really created to help um, support Alexander Technique bloggers, um, um, encourage people to comment on blogs, which wasn't really the purpose of this interview, but I would mention it is useful um, for you to comment on other people's blogs, not just you know, absolutely on your yeah. own. That yeah. again is creating more visibility for you and them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so. if you if you do nothing else in the PR department, post your blog on on that group because yeah. then it will get picked pick up. It. And uh, you know, other people will do the work for you then if it's if they like the blog. So if yeah. they like the blog, yeah, and I'll put I would put it on the the the. Alexander guide. Technique Guide uh, page on Facebook, which gets a lot of a lot of visitors. So, uh, so some other, there are some other key ways, though, to publicize your blog um, apart from social media. I just wanted to mention, mm -hmm. and one is to make sure you have on your blog site a subscribe um, button or mm -hmm. link mm -hmm. where people can subscribe to your blog, um, which would mean that they get an email notification every time you publish a new blog. Right. Um, so that's a great way to, you know, people who like your blogs, it means they, they'll be sure to read your next post and, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other way is if you have an email list, Mm -hmm. that you um, write to regularly, include your latest blog, um, or some people have their blog be their e-newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that is another way to to get the word out. Yeah, because it doesn't just happen by itself. That's no. the thing. No. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, over the years I've run into alexander technique websites where there was a blog and often some really interesting blogs that i had never seen before and which were pretty much invisible 
They're not uh, publicized. They're not publicized. So you know, I, I'll I'll publicize them if I if I find them. But uh, I'm sure there's some some treasures buried out there yeah. that um, that that would you know ought to see the light of day because mm-hmm. we really are in a golden age of of Alexander blogging and the material that's out there is so useful for getting you know making the technique uh, potentially better known by the general public there really is is wonderful blogging going on and it's a shame yeah. that it a lot of it doesn't get more more viewers mm-hmm. so um, yeah. so anything anything might... else you want to say about blogging or the new blog site or the new revamped well, just that, blog you know, site? Uh, go take a look at the new site, or the revamped site. It's still a little bit of a work in progress. So I guess it will always be a work in progress because yeah. it's a sort of site that's going to be continually added to. Right. Um, if your blog's not listed, um, drop me a line and let me know and I'll make sure it gets on there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's alexandertechniqueblogs.com and yeah. um, it, it is really the uh, kind of meta website for Alexander Technique blogs. So if you have a blog, get it listed there and do do the categories thing that we talked about and just the the other tips we suggested. So I think this might be a good place to end. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good to um, me. This, uh, my guest today has been Imogen Ragone, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. She's a website designer, blogger, uh, Twitter-er, and other things like that. And <laughs> she is the new webmaster of alexandertechniqueblogs.com, which is partly what we've been talking about today. Thanks, Imogen. Thank you.